We said we're going to be listening to Nadine tonight, so we want to give her a warm welcome and see what she has to say for us tonight. Hi, I'm Nadine. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Nadine. I'll take this down while I'm speaking so you can hear me. Um, yeah, um, Kevin had asked me to do this a while back, and um, so as it got closer, I'm like, oh, I need to prepare for this. I need to think about this. Um, you know, that's one of the things that when, um, you know, AA asks us to do something, we say yes when we can. Um, so sponsorship, um, I'll just share basically my experience of um, being sponsored and uh, being a sponsor. Uh, but I want to kind of go um, a little bit over some history of sponsorship that I was kind of interested in. Um, I heard someone say that actually sponsorship isn't in the first 164 pages. And I'm like, what? Really? It's not. Um, it's mentioned in the personal stories in later editions, but not in the original. Um, so sponsorship, um, from what I, the research that I did began as a part of AA in 1940 in the Ak Akron group, where they um, wrote a pamphlet called uh, A Manual for AA. So it was just a practical guide, you know, on how to work with new members um, and also for potential sponsors. Um, okay, thank you. <laughs> um, and then in 1944, Dr. Bob's uh, sponsee, Clarence, um, actually penned the uh, AA sponsorship pamphlet. So we have those pamphlets today. Um, in 1974, 30 years later, Living Sober, um, was uh, written and addressed sponsorship more extensively um, and uh, obviously through the experience of with elders and old-timers and whatever you want to call people with experience in recovery. Um, one of the things that I heard when I first started coming to meetings was to get a sponsor. And I really didn't understand what that meant, you know. Um, and was uh, a sponsor supposed to tell you how to do the program? And I was like, well, I could do it myself. I don't need somebody else, right? Um, but I, I, my attempts failed, of course. Uh, so eventually I did get a sponsor, um, and it was in name only. And we have, some of us have seen that. <laughs> Sometimes I say, oh, you're so-and-so sponsor, and I'm like, no, you know, it's because they got my name and number at a meeting, right? But they never called me. It's like, well, no. <laughs> you know, to clarify those types of things. Um, you know, one of the things that um, my first sponsor um, told me, and I, I've had two sponsors. Um, my first sponsor told me, you know, that um, I needed to go to meetings and not to pick up the first one. Um, and don't make any decisions no big decisions. I was like, what do you mean? She goes, you'll know. When your head's twirling around and you, it messes up your day and you can't stay focused, that's when you need to call, 
Well, that happened quite often. <laughs> so, um, uh, my first sponsor took me through the steps and um, the first three I really just stayed there. I stayed um, unfortunately on those for almost three years um, before I finally followed through on the fourth not realizing you know and one of the things my sponsor said was um, the fourth step isn't going to kill you and if it does then you have nothing else to worry about. I'm like oh okay and then the um, you know the other thing is look at all these other people that have done the fourth step they're they're not dead they're alive they're living they're living good lives and so um, you know she said it's good to look at people that have, that have some time and you know are they happy you know are they going to meetings do they have a sponsor are they doing service work because those are the things that we need to do um, so I was grateful later that my sponsor steered me in those directions and, and gave me those ideas of you know how to live because I didn't know how to live. Um, the big book, uh, that was another thing. She really pushed me into going to big book study groups. You know, sure, you know, speaker meetings okay, you know, that kind of thing. But if you really want to learn how to stay sober, how to live a good life, it was going to the meetings that were studying the big book. And um, I used to go to this one on West 21st Street, St. Stephen's, and it was 9 o'clock on a Saturday night, and for me it was perfect. Because at 9 o'clock Saturday night when I was out there, it was just getting started. <laughs> you know, it's just <laughs> like, uh. So that was, that was like the perfect meeting. And sometimes we would be there, you know, for over, over an hour, sometimes two hours, just reading because um, there was just so much that eventually I could relate to as I was working the steps. Um, and it's funny because w as you go to study groups or uh, big book study groups, you'll read something and even though you've read it, you know you've read it in the past, it'll finally, something will just hit you like right there and go, oh, that's what that means because it's whatever's going on in our life. So we'll pick up on that. Um, so it's always, you know, we hear this all the time, get a sponsor, don't pick up the first one and go to meetings. And, um, and it's still true today, even for myself. You know, it's just like, ah, uh, yeah. Um, so one of the things that the big book talks about, or I should say some of the literature that I came across was, you know, the sponsor isn't a banker, you know, isn't a counselor, isn't a chauffeur, you know, it's not a job getter, that kind of thing. Because I, I remember, you know, I felt so helpless when I showed up here and I wanted my sponsor to do everything for me because I was so afraid I was going to make mistakes um, or the rejection of, of things, um, you know, and I had to, you know, pull up my pants or bootstraps or however you want to put it and, and get to work and get busy. Um, a sponsor, um, I trusted my sponsor and that was really hard for me. Um, at the beginning of trusting. Trusting was a, was a big issue for me. Um, and I was able to do that with her. Um, so some things definitely that need to be discussed in confidence um, with your sponsor, not at a meeting. And unfortunately I've seen that happen with people that don't have a sponsor. Um, you can tell because they're sharing things that they shouldn't be sharing at a meeting. Um, it would be more on a one-on-one on -one type situation. Um, 
There is another uh, pamphlet that later came out um, called Questions and Answers on Sponsorship. So um, that would be something good for a newcomer, you know, so they understand, you know, um, what a sponsor means to them and how important it is to have one. One of the things that eventually happened for me is I, I had to move out of town, or I did move out of town, have to, but I was moving out of town. And um, so, you know, my sponsor said, you know, call me anytime anyways, but you need to find another sponsor. Um, so when I moved to Brooklyn, New York, I, I ended up um, getting a sponsor online because those were the only meetings I could go to. I had, a, you know, a little daughter, baby, and I didn't know the city very well. And um, so I had an online sponsor and would do online meetings. And eventually she said, <laughs> you got to go to a face-to-face -face meeting. You know, you got to get past this. And um, that was very good advice, and eventually I did. Um, but after that, I ended up coming back to um, Erie and um, needed another sponsor because I knew that was important. Um, and I was going through a lot of uh, life's on life terms, so um, I ended up asking Beverly, Beverly P., and she had been my sponsor for 18 years in my recovery. Oh, and my sobriety date, I don't know if, if I forgot to mention that, is June 21st, 1988. Um, so, uh, so Beverly, it was funny because Beverly said to me, she goes, oh, you've got some time, you'll, it'll be, a, it'll be fine, you'll be easy. Well, it soon, it soon she realized that it wasn't going to be so easy because I was going through a lot. Um, last month I shared at another meeting and, and, um, about some of the life's on life terms that I had experienced more so in recovery than I did when I was out there because um, the responsibilities were different and um, you know um, and thank God that she had the experience that she did to help me get through a lot of the the situations you know and it was as simple as picking up the phone and calling her and you know spewing out what was going on and then you know something simple get on your knees and ask for help you know start cleaning the house even if you cleaned it already, clean it again, you know, just to keep me busy, you know, and those, those little things. And, and she would always say, God never gives you more than you can handle, and I hated that. But it, would, it was like, I don't want to handle anymore, right? Um, but those types of things um, my sponsor helped me with, not to pick up the slack or say, oh, poor baby, or, you know, any of that stuff. It's like, no, this is, this is what you got to deal with, you know, you, and not to pick up a drink. That, what is that going to do? It's going to make a bigger mess. And then um, if I really wanted to say what I really wanted to say in some of my situations, well, then I would have to make an amends somewhere down the line. So it was all those types of things that my sponsor helped me recognize so I didn't have to have a bigger pile to take care of in my um, steps eight and nine. Um, so a sponsee and um, picking a sponsee, um, or I should say picking a sponsor um, for a sponsee, uh, sometimes we think that somebody that has the same interests or somebody that's similar to ourselves um, is a good idea, but not always. Sometimes having somebody quite the opposite. And that's why I picked Bev at the time, because she was just like, 
on the opposite of where I was at. Um, and uh, like I said, I had her for 18 years, which was wonderful. Um, so anybody that's looking for a sponsee, you might want to look for somebody that's opposite of you and see what happens. You just might like it. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, another thing for sponsees that I, I told them, sometimes I, I, there was that one time when I came back, oh, I'm trying to think of when this was, I, I had like a dozen girls that I was sponsoring and, and, and it was tough um, trying to um, keep all of them straight and uh, some were uh, serious and some weren't. Um, I don't have that many now. I actually only have one, and that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that that was, and at that time there weren't really a lot of women that, with time that were going to meetings. And um, I know some of you women can identify with that because you go to a meeting and they want you know someone to sponsor, and like there'd be one or two of us, and it's like oh boy, you know. And then there's like 20 girls because they come from the institutions. But. Um, the first girl that I ever did sponsor, she is actually still um, active and sober and in, re in recovery um, all this time, which really kind of blows me away. Um, I sponsored her probably for a good, I'm going to say six, seven years, maybe more than that. I kind of lost track of that time. Um, and then I've also reached out to some of the girls that I used to sponsor because I haven't seen them, you know. At the, at the meetings. I haven't heard anything uh, since COVID. COVID kind of changed things. Um, and uh, so reaching out, you know, if I don't hear from them. Um, I had someone pose a question to me on, and it was about sponsorship. It was just last week and they're like, well, my, my sponsor doesn't call me back and I, I leave messages and they don't call back. And I'm like, well, I said, you know, they have a life. You know, it, it could be their kids, could be their husband, could be their job, or could be their health, you know. So give it some time, you know. And uh, they're like, oh, I didn't think about that. It's like, yeah, <laughs> because they were like, so what's going on, right? Um, so chapter seven in the big book, Working with Others, has a lot of recommendations and suggestions to carry the message. So basically 12-step work. Um, is you know carrying the message you know what I'm doing here is carrying the message so there's all different types of ways to share the message or in a sense sponsor it's not like I'm sponsoring you guys but you know what I mean the, 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 the sharing the, the message of recovery um, and I, I really like what it what it has at the beginning of chapter 7 that practical experience shows that nothing else will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intense work with other alcoholics. Life will take on a new meaning and I realized that when I was sponsoring a lot of women. It was just like, wow. Um, you know, when, you, when you're doing for outside of yourself, you know, that, that there's this list that's in this Joe McHugh book that is in the back um, on things and, and it was it was really you know, the opposites of, you know, our honesty and or dishonesty. Um, so, um, uh, this is a very good book. If you don't have it, I would suggest to get it. Um, it it kind of helped me understand a little bit more of what I needed to do as a sponsor. 
um, into context, I'm going to read from that, that um, basically step one is understanding the problem. So when I work with a newcomer, it's like, this is the problem, step one. Um, step two is recognizing that there is a solution, you know, that you can actually do something about the problem. Step three is making that important decision, you know, to, to turn your will and life over. And um, step four, taking that inventory. Step five, learning what makes us tick, you know. So when we're sharing that, that message um, or our, our fourth step with our sponsor, um, you know, it's, it's to see our behaviors, patterns of behavior, you know, what's pushing our buttons um, to react instead of respond. And then six and seven is the growing and the changing. Um, I always chuckle at that because that's, that's a constant for me. <laughs> and then, um, you know, straightening out the past, eight, steps eight and nine. Um, you know, very important, and that's also another continuous. And then um, 10 and 11 and 12 is continuing to grow, um, you know, and maintain what you have and, and continue to grow. Um, so this book really does have a lot of um, important information in regards to that. So, um, let's see here. Right. Um, so, um, one of the girls that um, that I I sponsored, and I actually I'm, she's my only sponsee right now. Um, she has quite a few years. She has double-digit years. And when she asked me to be her sponsor, um, I said, "Sure, I I can do that." And I said, "So, you know, first thing we're going to do is we're going to start back on step one." She was like, "What?" I've got so many years and I'm like well I want to know you know where you're at in your recovery so you know I mean obviously if it's in a certain place we'll just move right along so when we got to step two and generally what I'll do is I'll have them read um, the uh, steps we took um, book on step one reading this on step uh, step one and writing about it and then we get together and talk about it. So we did that with one, then we did that with two. So when we were going over two, she rattled off this very short church-type phrase and was done. And I went, excuse me? I said, that's your understanding? I said, explain to me more your understanding of this. And she just kind of like looked at me like, what? And I said, so tell me again. So she, she said it again. And I said, well, what does that mean? You know, and, and she was kind of like taken back. And I said, you really need to take a look at that connection of your higher power. It's your spirituality here. You know, not that somebody else gave you something to say. You know, and um, so she was a little mad, but she went ahead with that. And it took her some time. But boy, when she came back with that, what a difference. I mean, just the look in her face, how she carried herself, the confidence that she had was completely different. So she said, thank you for that, you know, getting a God of my understanding, because she really didn't have that foundation of the spirituality with her higher power. And then we moved along very quickly through the rest of them, because it was like that one missing link that wasn't really flowing with the rest 
you know. Um, so when I talk to her today, you know, it's it's that whole high power, higher power connection that she has, that she can continue doing what she's doing. Okay. Uh, let's see. I thought it would be more organized, but I'm okay. It's okay. Um, in the 12 and 12, on, on step 12, it says, um, as a result of practicing all the steps, we have each found something called spirit a spiritual awakening. To new AAs, this often seems dubious or improbable state of affairs. And I remember when I first came here hearing the God thing, um, but then also eventually hearing that it was a, a spiritual program and that I could have my own you know, perception of a higher power. And um, so when I need to speak, like before a meeting like this, or if I go and to speak with, um, you know, a sponsee that I would sponsor, um, I ask God to give me the right words. It's just because I, I don't know what they are. So I could just give me the words that need to come out to, to carry the message. Um, and that seems to work a heck of a lot better than trying to you know, do a speech, um, that type of thing. So um, it's been rewarding in the past when I when I did sponsor as many girls as I did, and uh, I still like. I mean, I don't want to get bombarded with girls, but you know, if, if that's what God wants, if that's what's going to happen. Um, but. Uh, yeah, there, there's definitely some, some gifts in, in that. And um, what I found, too, is a, a lot of times when I was new, I thought nobody was experiencing the same things that I was experiencing. And what I found out working with my sponsor, um, that, uh, you know, they other, other women have gone through the same things I was going through. Uh, so Beverly is not my sponsor today. Penny Penny L is my my sponsor today. She was my original sponsor from the beginning um, when I first came around. Um, so I like that fact that um, you know they're they're both still here, my sponsors. Um, and then the, the two um, I, and I've heard that I heard this somewhere in my recovery. I can't remember exactly when, but it, they talked about a co-sponsor. Um, and there was a period of time with um, when Beverly couldn't, um, you know, spend a lot of time with me. So she's like, you know, get a co-sponsor. I was like, oh, okay. Um, so I, I worked with Leslie G for a little while um, as a co-sponsor, and and I found that to be very very helpful, you know, and also too to reach out to other women in 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 the rooms. You don't have to be a co-sponsor. Um, and that have some time and experience that, that would help me along. Um, yeah, so my sponsor has a sponsor, I have a sponsor, and you know, that, that whole line. And I, and I believe, Marianne, are you, you're, you're um, Penny's sponsor, or no? Originally you were, okay. There we go. So you used to be my, used to be my grand sponsor, okay. And I, I like that whole, when that was first introduced to me, I thought that was really cool, you know, to have the grand sponsor and the sponsor and the sponsee and all of that. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, because it is, you know, it, it's like a family. 
and it's, it's a definitely you know a foundation of you know a design for living like the big book says so with that I'm going to stop talking and see if you guys have any questions thank you thank you Nadine so if you have a question go ahead and raise your hand we'll get you the microphone and if you should be on zoom and have a question go ahead and unmute yourself whenever you have the opportunity so hi everybody I'm Terry I'm an alcoholic and um, my question is is did you ever have a situation where your co-sponsor said something that contradicted your original sponsor that you had maybe confused you no I, I haven't been in that situation before oh, no it's not a question oh I hate these microphones it's not a question it's just she's too humble to say this but Nadine was my first sponsor like 20 years ago and she had this like really um, what do you call it major surgery I'll say mm -hmm. and I said don't worry I'll just come over another day to do my fourth or fifth step she said no you're coming over come on over and I'm like what so I come and she's laid up in her bed she can hardly move and she we did it fifth step Oof. God bless you <laughs> coyote here and uh, <laughs> Then she would come to my house and see my, when my mom was alive, she would come and talk to my mom. She was just fabulous. Like she was so giving and I can't thank you enough um, for all you did. You're just such a sweet lady. Thank you. Thanks, Linda. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone, Gretchen Alcoholic. Nadine, great job, and yes, Nadine is a very giving lady. Um, <clears throat> so my question is, you mentioned about co-sponsors, mm -hmm. but what I've been hearing a lot of talk about recently, and this tends to, at least my experience has been, seems to be more of a West Coast thing that's kind of coming over this way, or it might be vice versa, I don't know. <laughs> I got your attention, Kevin, um, is to have a service sponsor. So what are your thoughts about having a service sponsor in addition to a 12-step sponsor? Uh, yes. Actually, we were talking about that at tomorrow, as a matter of fact, is one of the meetings that we have for GSRs for the different groups. So service work is very important. And we were talking about service sponsors, that that is something that needs to be initiated in our area. So I'll be sure to mention that tomorrow if it's not mentioned in our agenda. All right, I got a follow-up question. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, <laughs> but mm -hmm. the way that I was raised in AA, and I guess this is where I get confused in this, is that my 12-step sponsor as part of my 12-step work mm -hmm. was insistent mm -hmm. 
-hmm. on the fact that I do service. Absolutely. And so I guess I'm not understanding the differentiation between having a sponsor, if in my opinion they're working a service-based mm -hmm. program, versus having a separate service sponsor. So what is the difference between the two and why have two versus one? Well, over the years, some of the things that they used to do in the program, like sponsorship, and emphasizing service work with your sponsor was really big. And somehow that kind of got a little laxed, in a sense. Um, and I think part of it might, I, mean, I don't, I don't want to blame the, the, the rehab places because they've really tried to take, they, they have initiated the, the step one, two, and three, and then they, you know, tell you to do the rest. So a lot, a lot of the, the new people that come in, if they've gone to rehab, they have the foundation of whatever that rehab told them, and then they come here and maybe not even consider um, some of the su suggestions to follow um, and also we've noticed that there is a reduction of young new members coming into the program um, the numbers are showing that out of out of New York and um, they're trying to initiate more service work because then they get involved and when you get involved and this was true for me when I got involved in service work early on you feel a part of and you actually are learning more than just back then it was cleaning ashtrays there's more to service work of doing instead of just the service there's a spiritual entity of it there's a, a personal um, satisfaction that happens there's a spiritual connection and energy that happens instead of just the action of the service um, and that to me is what's missing so, so to emphasize a service sponsor someone to help them along with with service in the respect of that they'll get something back not just you know helping out and volunteering but there's more to it if that answers your question. Hi, I'm Carrie. I'm an alcoholic. Um, so Nadine, and I know everyone's different in their sponsorship, but um, you know, when you first take on a sponsee, what type of conversation do you have about? Because I struggle with this, you know, boundaries, expectations on both ends. Um, and, you know, do you have a conversation about, hey, you know, this is kind of what I expect and this is what you should expect from me? Do you have that conversation before kind of embarking on or, yes. um, yeah, if you could just share your, your own experience with okay. that. Yeah, so uh, Marble Group was a, a great example of getting, I mean, if any of you gals want to sponsor some girls, go to, to the Marble Group because they are in need and they've always been in need. Um, but uh, I, uh, I would give my number and I would tell them to call me. And um, once they would call me, then I would tell them how often to call um, and ask them to read the literature. And then also go to meetings, go to a meeting every day, whether it, if they can in-house or you know outside where they're staying. Um, also, um, have some general conversation with them, like, you know, why are you here, you know, in, in placement, 
you know, what happened, um, that kind of thing. Married, divorced, you know, is court involved, kids, you know, all that kind of stuff to, to kind of get a general picture of where they're at and, um, and how desperate they are because some are and some aren't. Um, so, and then make arrangements then to meet them at, meet them at a meeting. I'll meet you at a meeting or pick them up at a, for a meeting if, if need be. Um, and just get an idea and a feel for how serious are they. It, because sometimes, I mean, I shouldn't say something. Now I can tell when somebody's actually more serious than others. You know, when, when and I'm like, I, I really don't want to waste time and energy. And, and I tell them that at the beginning as well, you know, like if you really want this, I'll work with you. But, you know, if you're just doing this to get a paper signed and, you know, satisfy this, that, or the other thing, it's, it's just not going to work. And um, and so that's why I think why some of them don't bother calling. Um, but so once we get an, uh, an, a foundation in, in that relationship, then we start working the steps. And in my opinion, I will tell them, you need to do it now. We're not going to do it next month. We're not going to do it, you know, six months from now. It's like this needs to happen right away, working on the steps. Um, I believe that to work through the steps and uh, more than likely I'll end up doing them again and again and again, just like myself. I didn't do the steps once and, and I was done. I've done the steps over and over and over because one, I need to, and working with other women as a sponsor, going through the steps with them opens up my eyes to more stuff I need to look at, you know, and then that rapport of going back and forth with the sponsee, like, yeah, I get that too. So then we can share more stories in a sense, you know, and like, and then I can share, you know, some sort of solution for that, you know, and letting go, if that was helpful. Who else has a question? Thanks, Greg. My name's Trevor. I'm alcoholic. Hey, Trevor. Thank, thanks, Nadine. Great, great uh, um, story. Thank you for uh, sharing your experience with us. One, I want, well, two things I just wanted to make note of in your in your presentation that I think are really important and, and great. One was that you uh, referenced the basic text and you fall back on the basic text of Alcoholics Anonymous, the big book, mm -hmm. in working with the new person. And the second one was, if you could repeat it, I mean, it's so important and it, and it just, uh, it, it, it can be overlooked, but that, that point where uh, people who are new, um, who haven't, maybe they, maybe they don't have a sponsor, certainly haven't gone through the fourth and fifth step, and yet they share things that could be po uh, potentially detrimental to themselves, uh, it's, it's, it's cruel. Mm -hmm. And so, I really, uh, I was glad that you brought that out. Mm -hmm. Those are comments. The, the 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 question I had was, from a new from a newcomer's uh, point of view, could you give a couple of you know I had no idea what you know they said get find somebody who has what you want um, somebody who you they seem okay whatever but uh, yeah uh, who knows but. Uh, could you offer to the new new person uh, some specific questions that that the newcomer could ask to the potential sponsor to see if they would be, uh, you know, right. if, if, if they do a, if they if they do a good job or 
you know, if they if they can't answer them, maybe move on. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, well, for a sponsee to look for a sponsor, I mean, obviously, um, you know, the sponsee would want to know, and and speaking at meetings, um, you know, what kind of program they have. You know, it, it, to me, it's more of quality than quantity. Um, I was blown away when I was going to some meetings at the Algonon Club on how um, some of my friends there that um, the members had a short amount of time and it blew me away on the quality of what they were saying. It was like, wow, you know, so to me that was like, they've worked the steps and now they're living the steps, you know, and that's the difference. Are you still working the steps or are you living the steps? So that's, that's what I would ask a sponsee, you know, to, to take a look at somebody else's, you know, they say not to judge and blah, 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 but you all, you know, they say, you know, uh, get somebody that has what you want. Well, do you, do you want somebody that's really not working the steps? You know, because that's just going to, and I've seen that, I've actually seen that, where somebody picks someone that really wasn't working the steps and the two of them end up going back out, right? Um, that's the end result of that. So, um, you know, um, I, I'm kind of blank on that after. That's the only thing I can say. Thanks. <laughs> Who else has a question? Well, and, and when you had mentioned, um, you know, how someone that doesn't have a sponsor sponsor and they share things that they shouldn't I've actually seen that happen at meetings um, and I I end up being this girl sponsor but she, we were at a meeting and um, she started sharing um, you know the, you know she's an alcoholic and that she's also a sex addict and she started and I was just like stop you know and 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 the male members that just thought that was funny and they're laughing and I'm just like absolutely not like we're not going there you know so after the meeting I pulled her aside and you know said um, you can't share that you know in such in an open meeting first of all <laughs> and that's something you should be sharing with a sponsor and she didn't have one and um, then she asked me if I would be her sponsor you know so um, that that's the kind of situation you know where somebody's sharing something that they really shouldn't at a meeting. Hi, Jim, alcoholic. Hi, Jim. So, um, when you get to a certain point in your in sponsoring somebody, because you had said earlier, there's no place in the first 162 pages it says, mm -hmm. or 164 pages it says, um, the words go sponsor somebody. Yeah. When, you're, when your sponsees get to a point, mm -hmm. do you say, now it's time for you to go start looking for somebody to sponsor? Because that's, I'm guessing that's kind of yes. how it's gotten to this point, right? Right, it's, you know, exactly. When we've worked through the um, all 12 steps and they are starting to live the program, um, they'll either ask me or I'll, I'll tell them, you know, it's time to sponsor. And, um, you know, if I have to tell them, then they're like, eh, I don't know, you know, but it's like it, we're not responsible if someone doesn't stick around. We're not responsible if they decide to get another sponsor. You know, sometimes we grow out of our sponsors and we need to then change in a di different direction of our program. So there's nothing wrong with that, you know. Um, 
in that sense. But yeah, um, definitely, definitely when they're ready and I know and they're not, then I'll let them know. Definitely. If they want to do it too soon, then I say, uh-uh, no. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. And, and I'll give them the reasons why. There's more home, homework to do. Yeah. Anyone else? Thank you, Gretchen Alcoholic. <laughs> well, no, because and that was a great question, Jim, and it gave me thought to, you know, one of the things that I hear from the women that I sponsor sometimes is, you know, I don't know how to sponsor. I'm afraid to sponsor. I don't know what to do. What do you do when your sponsees are making comments like that to you? Well, I would then say to them, how were you sponsored? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you know, follow, follow that sort of thing. How you were sponsored is how you would then want to sponsor someone else. You know, and, and I've had, how you want to say, other girls come to me that said that they wanted to change sponsors. They wanted me to be their sponsor. And, um, and so I would ask them, you know, what, what was the issue? Like, why do you want to do this change? And so when they share that change, whether I'll say yes or no, I'll say before we do anything, you need to go back to your sponsor and let them know that, you know, you're, you found another sponsor and that gives her the opportunity to sponsor somebody else. That's what that's all about. It's not about hurting somebody's feelings or, or anything like that. Um, it's out of respect. You know, and that's one of the things that um, I've noticed that there's been a little bit of lack of, at certain meetings and, and so forth, of, of the lack of respect. One for the meeting, um, the crosstalk, um, working, you know, with sponsees or sponsors that, um, you know, that respect really needs to be there. You know, would I want somebody to talk about my stuff to somebody else? You know, and vice versa. It's just like, ugh. You know, so that trust has to be there. Um, and, uh, yeah, and it has to be open. have to be honest, open, and willing. Just like from the beginning. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Melissa Alk. I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, I'm I Melissa. can't talk. <laughs> well, this is new. Um, it's really funny, obviously, God's speaking me, to me today with this topic because I actually don't have a sponsor. Mm -hmm. So if anyone is interested in sponsoring, if I can get somebody's number, or a few numbers, I'd appreciate it. There you go. Okay. Wonderful. Thanks, Nadine, for doing I have a question. Oh, go ahead. Aicha? Yes, I have a question, Nadine. This is Aicha. Hi, Aicha. Uh, I was just asking about the 12-step sponsoring. I'm a very good sponsor, but I would like to fresh start for 12 steps. You mentioned that. Co-sponsoring, can you elaborate a little bit more of that? Have you approached it or have you arranged it, organized 
what to to go over the steps again? Yes, with possibly a co-sponsor. Right. Uh, well, I mean, uh, if your if your sponsor isn't available and you're looking for a co-sponsor, I would, you know, once you find someone that you would like to work with, knowing they them knowing that they're a co-sponsor, and that you would like to go over the steps from the beginning. Um, I mean, a co one of the co-sponsor could say, "No, I don't, I don't have time for that. I don't want to do that." You know, so you would have to find someone that's willing to co-sponsor and willing to go through all of the steps with you. And um, and it's really that that basic. Um, you know, if you've gone through them several times, you, and you know, have some time under your belt, obviously it'll it'll go a little more quickly. <coughs> or you know, you never know. You might just find a a step or two that you need some some work on. So. Um, I think that would be great. I think um, actually more of us should do that. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Nadine. Thanks for doing this. Um, it's always uh, a challenge to be up there. And yes, it is. I'm sweating. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> My question is, um, you know, you. My experience with sponsoring people is when you take them through the steps, you get to know them a lot better. They get to know you a lot better. And when you've sponsored somebody over a period of years or decades or whatever, do you do anything to uh, challenge them to take you know, the steps deeper, whether you suggest maybe going through the traditions or uh, even continuing into like a service type of situation where you deal with the concepts of service. We read them here mm -hmm. just as a good introduction so people would at least hear them. Now, people, my experience with service sponsors is usually it comes from a delegate or someone at the area level who has uh, a greater amount of time. You know, when you first get into the program, they t we t were told to do 90 meetings in 90 minutes, or 90 minutes. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> anyway, 90 meetings in 90 days. And basically, you know, that's like a vocabulary lesson and kind of nice about that. And that's kind of what a, a service sponsor kind of does for you. Mm -hmm. You know, because you, when you're in service and you're at a, either a district or an area level, what happens is you're only going to a meeting once a month. So mm -hmm. it takes actually years to do that. And to be able to get the experience from a delegate, if, if anybody has ever had the opportunity to spend some time with a delegate, they know how this really works. Mm -hmm. I mean, we purport this, you know, inverted triangle, but when you really know what's going on, it is an inverted triangle, but it's, it, there's a lot more detail to an inverted triangle. So when you're sponsoring somebody for a longer period of time, do you like suggest outside readings if somebody's interested in you know different things and you know them well enough and you find that there's outside material like the like the Joe uh, Joe McHugh book you know right. when I worked with Joe McHugh 
that was one of the, the, the things that was suggested to me by a sponsor mm -hmm. because I wanted to know more about the steps and how they worked and how you lived them and how you did that. Mm -hmm. And that's how that book kind of developed mm -hmm. as, you know, a group of people seeking, you know, uh, a deeper understanding of, you know, we admitted that we were powerless over alcohol, our lives became unmanageable. There's a whole hell of a lot more to that than that. So do you guide people to certain readings or suggest them or do them with them? And I have. Um, the, the one spawn C that I have now, I have done that. And I tell her to go to big book meetings um, because like I said, when when I've gone to the meetings and, and, and I read it at home, whatever, there's stuff that I'm reading that I know that I've read before, but it doesn't hit me until much later or a situation that's happening. You know, so you read it from, from cover to cover and then you, you start all over again. So big book study, study meetings are very important. And then also the service end of it, you know. Um, you know, whether it's help set up a meeting, whether it's chairing, whether it's, you know, those types of things. Because a lot of times when people have time um, and they have a good life and they're living a good life, you know, sometimes that takes them away from AA. So this is a way of bringing them back to what AA originally gave them in the first place. Um, and also, gives them a different perspective on things as well because of the new people coming in and doing the service work. I guess what I'm trying to ask is like, is there non-conference approved material that you suggest to people that they read to heighten or deepen their understanding of the stuff that's in the big book? No, not, not necessarily. Um, you know, there. I mean, there is. There's one of the things that I say to my sponsees when it's when we start talking about the religion and the spiritual and church and all of that. It's just like nobody has a blueprint on, on God on a higher power. So you know, you, people are going to take different paths, and you know, sometimes we take other paths outside the rooms. You know, to get a little bit more, get a little deeper, you know, whatever. And, um, you know, and that's constantly changing and evolving. Um, so, uh, no, in particularly, you know, Native American stuff is really good, you know. So I, I would, if anything, I would suggest that. Thank you, Nadine. Mm -hmm. Yay, so good. Yeah, just for you.